0: From the International Headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the southern suburbs of Nashville, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. Well, welcome again today. We're very glad that you've joined us. We're going to hear part two of that message that I started yesterday, entitled, God Did, God Can, and God Will. And I trust that it'll be a blessing to you. I've had some uh, laryngitis that I've been working with here for a few days, and so we're going to hear the second part of this message that I gave at the National Sword of the Lord Conference in July last year. I trust it'll be a help and a blessing to you. It's based on Psalm 78, where in the midst of all of the good blessings of God, the doubting of the children of Israel, they came face to face with the difficulties, with all of the things that they were dealing with, and doubting God. And they said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? And I'm convinced that God did then. I'm convinced he can now. And I'm convinced he will continue to do so. So I'm going to ask you to listen as we do part two of this message. And I trust it'll be a help and a blessing to you. It just simply tells us that God can do great things. And he will do great things for me, for you, for all of us. So here we are with part two of my message entitled, God Did, God Can, And God will. We find folks soaked in alcohol and driven by drugs. Is there any hope for them? Absolutely. Let them come in the door. Let them come in. Get hold of what God can do for them. He'll drain the bottle. He'll stop the drugs. Thugs come through the door with long wrap sheets. You say, what do you do? We welcome them just like we did Saul of Tarsus. And realize that the God who is the miracle-working God can do for them what he's done for the souls of the world. We've seen mafia members, crooks, thieves, all kinds of dishonest characters. God gets hold of them and do for them what he's done for others and what he keeps doing for those who come to him. And you know, the things that seem to be impossible without God. Things that are seemingly impossible with men are altogether possible with God. In Genesis chapter 6, we read about a man named Noah. The world had gotten in a mess. But Noah and Mrs. Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth and Mrs. Shem, Mrs. Ham, Mrs. Japheth, the eight of them, they they were plowing a straight row, living right, doing what they should, walking with God. God called out and he said, I want you to build an ark. They had never seen it rain, but God said there's going to be a flood. Whatever God said in that time, Noah pitched in and began to do what he had been ordered to do. And he discovered that God was able and that he would do what he had said. A little later, we read about, in the book of Genesis, we read about a man named Joseph. One of my favorite Old Testament characters, Joseph, the one they called the dreamer. Oh, when everything, uh, you know, uh, is going against him, I mean, he winds up in the pit, he winds up in prison, ultimately in the palace down in in, uh, Egypt, and all these, I mean, everything, it just seems like he gets going well and something sours, and he winds up in trouble, and yet Blessed Joseph, he keeps saying, "God will, God will, God can, God will do it." He'll. The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph every step. God didn't impose Himself on Joseph, but Joseph allowed God to be there. Later, we read about a man named Moses. Moses said, "Oh, they they won't believe that you've spoken to me. They, I mean, I have a speech impediment. They 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 won't believe." That I'm supposed to talk to them. God said what's that in your hand? You <laughs> said what did you do with that rod? He demonstrated to Moses. That the God who had been the God of, of Joseph. And the God of Noah and others. That he who had done things in the past. Could do them now. And he demonstrated that to, to Moses. In unreal fashion. Later a young man named Joshua would be selected to be the successor to Moses. I can just imagine that Joshua's shaking in his sandals. I mean, to imagine that he was going to follow the the great Moses. And yet God said to him, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto thee. You say, what was he saying? He was simply telling him, That what he had done, he would do, and he would keep on doing. Then there was a man, 1 Kings 18 tells us about a man named Elijah. Elijah was a faithful man of God. He was outnumbered by a large group, 850 or so of those false prophets on Jezebel's payroll, and, uh, and yet he stood, yet he did what he was supposed to do. Why? He believed that God had, that he would, and that he would see him through, and he did. Shortly thereafter, there was a young man came on to follow him. A young man named Elisha. And he said, I just want twice what Elijah had. I think he probably knew he wasn't made out of the kind of stuff that would enable him to do what he was needing to do unless he had twice what Elijah had from God. But God blessed him and gave it to him. I read about a man named Job who lost everything he had. Lost his fortune, lost his family, but not his faith. And because he maintained his faith, he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. with his faith he said I know that my redeemer lives and on the earth again shall stand I read in 1 Samuel 17 about a boy named David a shepherd boy who faced the giant when others quaked in fear but he went to battle with him and God used him I think about Isaiah who said here am I send me and God did I think about Jeremiah whose heart burned deep within him, down in his bones. There was a fire burning in the midst of a nation that was going awry, going sour. And yet his broken hearted prophet had the burning of the fire of God deep in his soul because he knew that God could do what he had done in the past. Daniel and the three Hebrew children Hosea, whose world came crashing down on him, John the Baptist, Simon Peter, Saul of Tarsus, on and on the list could go. And what I'm saying to us tonight, when the river is wide, just remember God can. He has, He can, and He will. When the desert is scorching, Just remember, God can. When the enemy plunders in at your place and does great destruction, remember, God can. When your heart is cut so deep that you think you'll bleed to death, remember, God can. Furnish that table for you just like he has for others. When the light grows dim, God can. When the authorities press hard, God can. When the pandemic strikes, God can. When the streets are rife with violence, God still can. When liquor floods like a raging stream down the streets of your city, God can. When babies are being slaughtered, God can. When perverts are hugging the cameras, God still can. When uh, fentanyl kills 100,000 people a year in this country as it has the last couple of years, just remember God can. When the networks are deliberate in their deception, God still can. When the educational arena falls into the hands of the weirdos, Remember, God can. When you start a new church, God has, he can, he will. When you start running buses, God can. When you knock on doors, God can. You refuse to Calvinize. You refuse to contemporize. You refuse to charismatize. God can, God can, God can. And when you stand up to be counted, whatever the issue, large or small, whatever the crowd, large or small, when you stand up to be counted, the God who did can and he will. When you give it your best and it doesn't seem to be enough, just remember, he can. Whenever you give no place to discouragement, it gives full opportunity for the God who can to do what he can do. When you refuse to quit, even when others want you to quit, just remember, God can furnish a table for you. You may be in a wilderness, you may be in a desert place, you may be in some place where nobody has any idea who you are or what you're about, and you may have everybody in town looking like they're not your friend anymore. But I want you to know, when this question is raised in the Bible by folks I think who are just kind of mocking the question, and they say, Can God... (laughs) <laughs> do you think God can furnish a table I mean in this place I mean where I am do you think God can do that for us and I want to say it in a whisper yes and I want to say it in a shout yes Whether the low volume or high the answer to that question is God did it he did it for The generation past us, the generation before that, and a bunch of generations prior to that. They had revelation. They left us a heritage. They left us a legacy. We don't have to reinvent things. We've got the answer and we need to just declare it. God did. God can now. And next year... A decade from now, a century from now, should Jesus tarry his coming, he still will. Well, dear friends, we have to interrupt the message right there. And I trust these two days just listening to this message from Psalm 78, where the Bible question is asked, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? And I've answered that really saying, yes, God did. God can now and God will in the future. He can do what we need to have done for us, even doing the impossible. And I trust there's been a help and a blessing to you. Now, I love to hear from you. I really do enjoy getting the mail. So I want to ask you to write me a note and let me know that you're hearing the broadcast. And if the Lord's blessing, we're delighted to hear that. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at PO Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And look, we'll be back here again tomorrow. Looking forward to a great day, and I trust that you'll join me then. Until that time, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.